RTHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines, the MTR says it's covered what caused a problem that forced hundreds of passengers to walk along a tunnel and caused four hours of service disruption. Beijing says a balloon flying over the United States is purely for meteorological and other scientific purposes and was blown off course into U.S. airspace. And the central government eases infection control measures at the border, and the chief executive says all remaining border crossings will reopen from Monday. The MTR Corporation said a detached collar caused the gangway between two carriages to extend abnormally in December. The incident on the Chunkwano line forced hundreds of passengers to walk along the tunnel and caused four hours of service disruption. In a report, the investigation panel concluded that an adhesive called Loctite might have been applied ineffectively so the collar couldn't permanently lock in place and eventually unscrewed. The railway operator said it hasn't found loosened collars in other trains, but it plans to increase the security of the collars by the end of this month. Beijing says an airship flying over the United States is for civilian, meteorological and other scientific purposes and voiced regret that it had strayed into U.S. airspace. Earlier, U.S. officials had said it was a spy balloon, but the foreign ministry in Beijing said the balloon was civilian in nature and was used for meteorological and other scientific research. It said it had been blown off course. It said it regretted the incident. Earlier, the foreign ministry warned against speculation over the incident. The foreign ministry spokesperson is Mao Ning. We have noted relevant reports and are looking into and verifying the situation. What I want to emphasize is that before we have a clear understanding of the facts, speculations and sensationalization will do no good to resolving the problem properly. China is a responsible country and has always strictly abided by international laws. And China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign countries. The vice chairman of the International Chamber of Commerce says overseas businesses that have yet to establish themselves in China could be interested in exploring new opportunities after the border between Hong Kong and the mainland reopens fully. From Monday, travelers between Hong Kong and the mainland will no longer have to make a booking. George Cotherley also believes firms are likely to bring back foreign staff to the SAR after reducing headcounts during the pandemic, although there are some exceptions. The concerns really are, will something like this happen again? And therefore, you'll have to go through this whole uh, situation. And also, are the supply chains robust enough. I think people will want to diversify their supply chains somewhat. You know, it's been good having all your eggs in one basket, but then COVID showed the disadvantage of that. So I think people who've left China may return, but they may not return to the full extent uh, that they had done before. Separately, the chief executive, John Lee, said all remaining border crossings between Hong Kong and the mainland will reopen from Monday. Customs officials have reiterated their warning to the public not to buy unregistered COVID drugs. They said smuggling cases involving oral COVID drugs are on the rise, with officers busting 33 smuggling attempts, with an estimated value of $15 million since the start of the year. Divisional Commander Lian Yanning of Customs Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau says he believes most drugs that have been seized are unregistered. Some of the drugs were submitted to the government laboratory for testing. Preliminary results show that one type of suspected smuggled COVID drug does not contain the ingredients it claimed. 
Both houses of India's parliament have been adjourned amid chaotic scenes after opposition parties demanded an inquiry into the share price meltdown in the Adani Group. The shares have lost about $100 billion U.S. dollars in the past week, following a report by the U.S. investment firm that accused the group of stock manipulation and unsustainable debt. And the weather, cloudy with a few rain patches. It will be cool, with temperatures ranging between 16 and 18 degrees tomorrow. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook, mainly cloudy with one or two rain patches on Sunday. The weather will be mild on Monday and Tuesday, and it'll be misty in the mornings and at night. The current temperature at the observatory is 18 degrees, with a relative humidity of 82%. You're listening to RTHK, and the time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. The Hong Kong Academy of Medicine says it's assessing applications from around 10 doctors trained outside Hong Kong who want to practice as specialists here, and it expects many more physicians to work in the SAR as the pandemic eases. In October 2021, the medical registration ordinance was amended to provide a new pathway for qualified non-locally trained doctors to practice in Hong Kong. The president of the Hong Kong Academy of Medicine, Gilberto Leung, says many applicants were turned down because of the high threshold. Many of them, unfortunately, did not actually meet the basic requirement, so they were not referred to us. And also last year, there was the COVID. So, again, it's understandable that people are not, you know, terribly excited bending over and backward to, to come to Hong Kong. Turning overseas now, and a study published in The Lancet has found that tailoring drug dosages to a patient's genetic profile can reduce serious side effects. The research was led by Leiden University in the Netherlands. The BBC's Anna Holligan report, reports from The Hague. Variations in our genetic information mean that we respond differently to medicines. To enable more tailored treatments, researchers developed a DNA medication pass that adjusts the dosage in line with the patient's genetic profile. Approximately 7,000 people from seven European countries were assessed over a range of medical specialities, including oncology, cardiology, psychiatry and general medicine. The Lancet study found that patients whose doses are adjusted according to their DNA experience 30% fewer serious side effects compared to those given a standard dose. A lead researcher, Professor Jan Gukalar, said at a cost of about 500 US dollars, such matching should be part of standard healthcare packages. Australian drug regulators have approved the use of the psychedelic substances MDMA and psilocybin for some cases of depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. Officials said trials found that when properly administered by psychiatrists, the prohibited drugs could produce a beneficial altered state of consciousness for some patients. A researcher at the University of South Australia, Mike Musker, said it held out hope for many people. In Britain, a man has been found guilty of treason for intending to injure the late Queen Elizabeth. Jaswan Sink Chile was arrested at Windsor Castle carrying a crossbow. He is the first person in the UK to be convicted of treason in more than 40 years, as the BBC's Daniel Sanford reports. Jaswan Singh Chayil admitted an offence under the Treason Act of 1842 of intending to injure the Queen. He also pleaded guilty to possessing an offensive weapon and making threats to kill. 
He was caught with a loaded crossbow in a private area of Windsor Castle on the morning of Christmas Day 2021. The monarch was there at the time. When challenged by an armed officer, Child twice said, I'm here to kill the Queen. In a video recorded four days earlier, he said his actions were revenge for the Amritsar massacre in India in 1919. Pope Francis and the Archbishop of Canterbury are due to meet in the capital of South Sudan, Juba, where they'll embark on a historic peace mission. The Pope is honoring a 2019 promise to visit South Sudan. Yesterday, it was reported that 27 people were killed in central equatorial state. The BBC's Ellie McBull is traveling with the Pope. It is going to be the first time the Pope travels uh, on a foreign trip with an Archbishop of Canterbury. He's also going with the moderator uh, of the Church of Scotland. So you have Catholic, Anglican and Presbyterian leaders all traveling together in a a symbolic sort of gesture to say, look, we can have had our our differences in the past, even come uh, into conflict, but we can put those things behind us for the the good of, uh, of others. The health ministry in Qatar has issued a directive banning food products containing insects. The statement says such food does not meet the technical regulations for halal food. This appears to be a reference to the recent approval by the EU Commission for the Larvae of a type of beetle and a product containing crickets to be used in food. It says the statement is in response to what the health ministry describes as information being circulated about some countries deciding to approve the use of insects in food production. The Pakistani Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif says the country's economy is facing an unimaginable situation. His comments come as foreign currency reserves with Pakistan's central bank dropped to around 3 billion US dollars, barely enough to cover three weeks of imports. Mr. Sharif said a visiting International Monetary Fund delegation discussing an emergency loan was giving them a very tough time over unlocking stalled funding from a $7 billion bailout. To football now, and here's the BBC's John Bennett with a look at some of the big games to look forward to in this weekend's English Premier League. The Premier League title race and the relegation battle resume after a week's break for the FA Cup. Leaders Arsenal have the chance to go eight points clear of second place Manchester City because they play 24 hours before their rivals. Arsenal are away to Everton, who will have a new manager in the dugout. Former Burnley boss Sean Dyche has replaced Frank Lampard, but controversially the club didn't sign any new players for their new head coach before Tuesday's winter transfer deadline. Meanwhile, Manchester City travel to Tottenham, who won't have their manager in the technical area. That's because Antonio Conte is recovering after surgery to remove his gallbladder. In the fight to stay in the Premier League, there are several big games for the under-pressure teams. 13th place Nottingham Forest hosts Leeds, who are 15th. Both had a busy time in the January transfer market. Fourth from bottom Wolves hosts Liverpool, who still haven't won in the Premier League in 2023. And West Ham in 16th are away to Newcastle United. They're still on a high Newcastle after reaching their first cup final since the 90s this week. Their opponents in that EFL Cup showpiece event at Wembley will be Manchester United. Estonia's Prime Minister Kaja Kallas has criticised as disgraceful proposals from the International Olympic Committee that could allow Russian and Belarusian athletes to participate as neutrals at next year's Games in Paris. Ms. Kallas was speaking at a meeting of Baltic leaders. I have to say that I'm really disappointed. Russia has been destroying Ukraine's nation, the state and the people for a year. 
Russia has killed hundreds of Ukrainian athletes, including Olympic champions and world champions. Now to allow athletes to enter the Olympic area at the price of Ukrainian blood, is that fair play? LeBron James had 26 points, 7 rebounds and 7 assists and pulled within 63 points of becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer as the Los Angeles Lakers rallied to beat the Indiana Pacers 112-111. James said the record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the greatest in sports. I think it's up there with the home run record you know, in baseball. Um, it's just one of those records that um, you just don't ever see or think that would be broken. I didn't. I don't have the number like planted in my head. The the actual real number. I know it's thirty eight something, but I know it's been Kareem in my whole life. Um, so um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. A common assault charge against the Australian tennis star Nick Kyrgios has been dismissed. He'd pleaded guilty to the charge of assaulting his former partner. The magistrate said it had been an unfortunate incident. The BBC's Phil Mercer has more details. The magistrate was quite sympathetic to Nick Kyrgios, not recording a conviction. No good behaviour bond has been imposed either. The reason for that, the magistrate saying that this uh, offence occurred two years ago and in the intervening time Nick Kyrgios has sought uh, help for his uh, mental health problems and uh, has not re-offended again. So what it means is that Nick Kyrgios doesn't have a criminal record and as a professional tennis player ranked 20th in the world is free to travel the world competing without hindrance. Uh, a criminal record could, for example, have led to problems getting into countries such as the United States. One of the world's oldest professional footballers is still going strong. Japanese forward Kayoshi Miura, who began his career in 1986, has joined Portuguese second division side Oliveirense on a loan deal from Yokohama FC. King Kazu turns 56 this month. Portugal will be his fifth overseas destination. He's also played in Brazil, Italy, Croatia, and Australia. Rugby now, and Ethan Dumortier will make his test debut for Six Nations champions France in the opening match of their title defense against Italy and Rome on Sunday. The 22-year-old Lyon wing has scored 11 tries this season, eight in the top 14 and three in the Champions Cup, and the seven specialist gets his chance due to an injury due to Gabin Villiers. France won a Grand Slam success, and the Rugby World Cup hosts are on a 13-match winning streak, but they've lost three times in World Cup finals. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The MTR says it's uncovered what caused a problem that forced hundreds of passengers to walk along a tunnel and caused four hours of service disruption. Beijing says a balloon flying over the United States is purely for meteorological and other scientific purposes and was blown off course into U.S. airspace. And the central government eases infection control measures at the border, and the chief executive says all remaining border country crossings will reopen from Monday. That's the news and weather from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
Here we are in Hong Kong. Our week is done just on the border of the weekend, a few minutes away. And thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King. 45 minutes of music to kick back and relax to, especially if you've had a bit of a day today. First one up is Paul Anker's Destiny. If you want a song, Radio Pete at Gmail is the way to get into it. What you are 